Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Tracy Crossley. Tracy innovates in a crowded marketplace of coaches, counselors, and mentors. She's perfected a method for real change no matter what circumstances are occurring in the life of an individual, personally or in business. With her background in business, marketing, psychology, ontological coaching, emotional intelligence, and intuitive abilities, Tracy is the game changer for women leaders looking to reinvent how they live and lead from the inside out. Thanks so much for being here today, Tracy. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm curious about so many things. Um, and you know, the first thing I want to ask you about, because I was just reading something about this topic, so, so I want to get your input on it, is um, power and influence in leadership. Like, how do they show up? Are they the same? Are they different? You know, what's the story there? As far as power and influence in leadership, it depends on if you're looking at it from the perspective of historically, or you're looking at it from what I look at it in terms of from this present moment to the future. So to me, power and influence, true power and influence come from inside of you. If you feel a sense of confidence, not because of your accomplishments, but just because you breathe, that right there is a feat. And to me, That means you have confidence no matter what you do, no matter where you go, and that exudes power and influence because people are drawn to that and they want some of that for whatever they're doing in their endeavors. And so to me, that's a really clear perspective. If you look back, of course, you say power and influence. That means some people were tortured to uh, to be influenced by you. You know, people weren't given a lot of choices or even in some hierarchies within businesses, that may still be the case where management is feared or you're not really on a team. You're always in a subordinate position, no matter what part you play. So it's really about what your interpretation is, but that was mine. I prefer yours. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's more productive, right? Yeah. So it really isn't about... um, Oh gosh, what is the word I'm looking for about um pushing your power? It's about showing up and and being powerful that that it's not a a, a forceful sort of thing. Right. It's not forceful because the truth is how long can you force people to follow you or follow your directives or anything? Yeah. The word force means temporary to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. And yet People still do it. Um, okay. And so there's that confidence, but then we have so many people who 
aren't necessarily that confident. So they don't really show up with that power. You know, they have self-doubt, uh, all sorts of things. How um, how do how do we overcome that? How do we get out of that imposter syndrome, I'm not worthy sort of mindset? Well, I mean, there's several ways to get out of it. The first, you have to get to the root of what causes it. And everything I've done in the last 15 years always comes back to childhood conditioning. I mean, you are born with you know a certain personality, let's say, because you can be in a family, have siblings, witness the same event, and all see it differently. Yeah. And right, so you have the different personalities, but that conditioning when you're a child teaches you limitations. And a lot of times, you know, of course, you want a limitation, don't run out in the street. But a lot of us, personality-wise, especially for strong females. We're told, okay, you're being bossy. Don't be bossy. You're too loud. You're talking too much. You know, I always got in trouble for that in class. You're always talking too much all the time. <laughs> um, but we have all, you know, and that's that's in a healthy childhood. Of course, if you've had trauma, then that brings a whole other slew of characteristics that end up being, let's say, obstacles to getting to not just confidence, but getting out of self-doubt, getting out of comparing yourself to other leaders, uh, you know, competing with other leaders, judging other leaders, that takes up a lot of headspace. And it's problematic because these are limitations. And as a leader, you know, I'm not really a big fan of using the word unlimited, but I have written my second book and my agent and I agreed on using that as part of the title, but because it, I don't want it to be airy-fairy, you know, it's yeah. it's really that we have these beliefs that limit us. And then we have patterns that keep them in place and our stories we tell ourselves. And so you have to break those things apart. And that is something that I've done, whether it's been personal or professional, you know, working with leaders, working with their teams, working with people who are in, let's say, dysfunctional relationships. And it's really about, first of all, the desire to let's say, improve upon how you are as a leader, because a lot of that can make you very inconsistent too. And so people may not know from one day to the next, what kind of person you're going to be or how you're going to treat sure. them. And I mean, that happens, I think all the time. Yeah. So, you know, there's a variety of ways, but that's basically my work. It's drilling down to a very deep level to take your childhood conditioning and change it. I say, I love that. You know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking, um, I grew up with parents who basically said, you can do anything you want to do as long as you're willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there was never, and of course in school, I probably got that I talked too much. Because, um, <laughs> you know, uh, mm -hmm. but I was also told by one teacher that I got away with it because I got good grades. So like in high school, like she turned me and mm -hmm. she said, okay, you know what? You're getting away with this. You know, it's like, okay, well, that's you, you know, <laughs> right. You could punishment. Right. It, it would make sense. Um, so, but I never considered that I wouldn't be able to do whatever motivated me, you know, what, whatever I was interested in. And then I got into the business world. And I had people looking at me like, what are you doing? What, what are you, you know, mm -hmm. 
you're a little girl. What, what do you think you're doing here? You know, and that was weird for me because it hadn't been my experience and that I had to overcome. Hmm. I think that's true for a lot of women. I was the bossy one. I was the, uh, I was always saying things when I was young that were, I don't want to say direct because, you know, when you're young, you can only be what you are. Right. And a lot of us are direct until we realize, oh, maybe when I'm saying <laughs> I'd hurt someone's feelings or something. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but the thing is, I always, there was a part of me that was very unlimited, but then there's a part of me that was very limited. Um, I had a lot of traits of being, you know, I had a father who was an entrepreneur himself. And he was also a concentration camp survivor. And so, yeah, so he had this level of not feeling like he deserved things. And, you know, and that played into a lot of things. Like he was a workaholic. Um, I took after him. My mom was always like, you're just like your dad and you're just like your dad. And so literally I would work all the time. I remember even in high school, I had two jobs. So for me, the problem was not the hard work. The problem was believing that I actually deserved to be paid a decent wage for what I did. That wow. took me a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that is more true for women than men? I think that women have, I mean, let's put it this way. We have all sorts of bias in our society, but I feel for women because we haven't been in the workforce in this way as long as men have. Yeah. That it, you know, it's a totally different animal. Um, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, and I look at it like at that time, of course, you were starting to see women, you know, having more executive positions. And the thing is, it was still brand new. So we didn't have a lot of historical figures to look to and go, right? right? How do we do yes. this? Yes. Yeah. Boy, I was just thinking about that today. Um, I was reading an article about this the gender gap in leadership mm-hmm. in in organizations and there one of the things was there's still this belief that men have the characteristics and traits to to be leaders and, and women don't necessarily and, and that was exactly one of the things I was thinking okay but women didn't really have role models who look like them mm-hmm. to be able to figure out and understand how to be a leader in an organization and if they tried to emulate the men then it it's backfired because they were behaving in a way that wasn't really their best self. Yep. And that goes back to the bias. So there is two different biases that really, I think, speak to women, which is descriptive bias and prescriptive bias. So with descriptive bias, it basically says you're a woman. Okay. You have prescriptive bias, which we have all sorts of different, let's say, prescriptions for, which is, well, girls are everything nice, made of sugar and spice. I don't remember the whole poem or if I, I probably screwed up the poem, but you know, um, you have this conflicting idea in your own head and in, you know, in society bringing it forward of, well, this is what a female is supposed to act like. Oh, I'm not acting like a female is supposed to act. So maybe that's wrong. And I know women second guess themselves because on the one hand, you're trying to be that. And on the other hand, you're wanting to be yourself, right? And I think for women, 
it's finding your own sweet spot. And I just believe that it is moving in that direction, but it's going to take time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. The world's best known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> okay. Um, it's so interesting. There are so many aspects of, of all of this. It, it, it's hard to, you know, figure mm-hmm. out where to go with it. But um, I am curious about like mindset and motivation and um, intrinsic motivators, like the difference in keeping a winning state versus extrinsic, extrinsic easy for me to say, motivators. <laughs> so. What t- tell me about that? So to me, the self determination theory. And if you're not familiar with it, everybody can look it up on Google. But um, it's basically a motivation theory. And what's intriguing to me and made so much sense is intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic motivation. So extrinsic motivation is pretty obvious. It's the validation. It's the rewards. It's avoiding punishment. Uh, it's that's the category. And of course, we all want a paycheck. So there is some extrinsic motivation in what we do. But when it comes to intrinsic motivation, intrinsic motivation is sort of the joy of doing. It's the, I'm doing this because it gives me a sense of autonomy. It gives me a sense of connection. It gives me a sense of competence. Those three things really matter when it comes to intrinsic motivation, because it's what will keep you going. I always say to people, you know, they're starting a business, make sure that you have some love for what you do, because as an entrepreneur, there are days where you're going to not want to do what you do. (laughs) And so it feels a lot better if you're not in it just for the money, but you're in it because there is some passion you have for it. And really that is an intrinsic motivation if it is not tied to what the result is going to be, which to a lot of people who are listening, it's really hard to separate, I think for women, the idea of I need to be results driven, okay, mm-hmm. versus I'm attached to results. So if I'm results driven, part of my drive needs to be 
what intrinsically works for me. What is it? And a lot of us are afraid to take those kind of risks because we will usually stay with the tried and true. Okay, well, this is what's happened in the past. This is what I need to keep doing. And then we won't veer off course. Even if we are doing it in a bigger way, we'll still do it usually the same way. And the thing is, when you're looking at results, you're attached to them if it is extrinsically driven. Okay. Because that means it's all extrinsic. It's all about the validation you're going to get. It's all about the criticism you're going to avoid. It's all about keeping your job. It's all about your fear. And so that's a difficult thing to move out of that and not be attached to it, but yet still moving toward the goal that you you want to achieve. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, it's inter- I mean, I get it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that is so difficult for people, you know, like when I do, when I, um, do programs on sales and and what I say is forget about selling. It's so hard for people to do because they, right. They are connected to, I need the revenue. I need the client. I need this. And then it's like, okay, but you're not going to get them that way. So, you know, let's flip the script a little bit. You'll get to goal if, you're doing the things that work, you know, that make sense, that are more comfortable and easier actually to do. I agree with that. I have led when I was in corporate, I led sales teams. I ran divisions that had sales and marketing. And one of the things I always told people because they, the discomfort for people who let's say aren't a natural salesperson is to focus on, well, I've got to make it, I got to make it. But really it's no, why don't you just go out there and establish a relationship? Why don't you find out if they actually need your services? Why don't you be curious and inquisitive rather than, you know, throwing something on the wall to see if it sticks. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Feels like the, the same sort of mindset shift. It is because I had, at one point I worked for, um, Cox Auto Trader, and we had a magazine, and it's an advertising magazine that you basically walk onto car lots and you're selling advertising, which nobody ever likes to walk on a car lot, let alone go sell <laughs> to <matter> what, <laughs> right? And then go sell to management there. Like, oh no, thank you. I think I would rather you know run in the other direction. But I, I trained a lot of salespeople on how to actually sell, and we won awards because. You know, we would beat all the projections because of the way we would go out there and sell. And the people I trained are still out there in sales doing something else because the magazine folded years ago. But it was just the point of you can make it something you enjoy. And if you don't make your work, right, whether it's sales or anything else, something you enjoy, then you have to look at what your motivation actually is to do what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I love that. All right. And you say get rid of the buzzword of authenticity, which I also love. Um, (laughs) And really learn to be successful as yourself. But that can sound like um, the opposite. I mean, you know, explain that. Okay. So the deal is just the word authenticity, because I don't think people really understand what it means. I mean, it's like when you tell people self-love or self-worth. Okay. That sounds great. Okay, I'm doing that, right? Aren't I doing that? But we really don't know what it means. So when it comes to authenticity, authenticity means 
you actually are connected to yourself. Most of us are heads walking around all day long, intellectualizing everything. There's nothing authentic there. Those are just a bunch of thoughts that you keep mulling over. It's about 95% of them are the same thoughts that you have on a daily basis. There's actually a statistic to that. And it's really about learning to connect to yourself so that number one, your safest place, meaning your most secure place to be, is connected to yourself in your body, feeling your feelings, the physical sensations that are there, understanding why do I have this belief? Why do I see things the way that I do? When you come from that place, this, of course, grows confidence, but you are more genuine. You're more authentic. But to actually say the word authentic to me is just like saying paper towel. It doesn't yeah. really you know, give the meaning to what that actually is. It feels like that is probably is potentially difficult for people because sometimes it can mean not being what people expect you to be. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right? Happens all the time because most of us don't realize when it comes to expectations, we taught people how we are going to show up. So what you have to do is then train them on how you're going to show up now. And that doesn't mean you sit down and go, okay, we're in class. Um, I'm going to teach you now what to expect from me and um, listen in. It doesn't work that way, but communication does help because I feel the more that women check into themselves and learn to trust their inner knowledge, trust what they know, that inner wisdom and implement it. And other people may go, oh my gosh, you know, what are you doing? I'm not used to you doing this. Are you sure? And really, it's up to her to go, even if she has a little doubt, to go, I've got to trust myself. And this is a way of trusting myself because I believe in what I'm doing, because I know down to my toes that this is the right thing to do. And it may fail, it may not, but more than likely, it probably isn't going to fail, not when you have that kind of belief in yourself. And it's not arrogance, it's really trusting yourself rather than you know, looking at an education, let's say, or looking at Google or looking at whatever you are to try and figure out how to get out of the position you're in, you know, if there's a situation going on or how to, let's say, please your employees. Because one of the things, you know, when I'm talking about this and the expectations that they have, it's okay for you to change and to become more who you really are. Because then, it is also easier to know how to treat people because it's going to come to you naturally rather than manufactured through, like I said, looking it up, educating yourself on it. Oh, this is what I should do. Here's a list of 10 things that I should do to communicate or relate to people. And in reality, it's about knowing yourself better. I love that. Thank Boy, you. That, yeah, that just makes so much, so much sense to me. Um, so. I'm loving this conversation. Seriously, it's it's so it is so resonant with me. Um, and so, and so I'm curious about your book. So, tell me about that. Sure. So I have written a book. It's called Overcoming Insecure Attachment, and that came out in October of 2021. And I think it's a great primer for getting to know yourself. Like if you're talking authentically, and even if you don't think you have insecure attachment as far as um, an attachment style that's insecure in 
personal relationships, it actually leads to, well, sometimes it doesn't show up there. Sometimes it shows up professionally. Sometimes it shows up in your relationship with money. Sometimes it shows up in just other areas socially. So I say this, I always say, if you are attached to anything outside of you, even a result, and you have an insecurity about it, you're insecurely attached, even though my book is based on attachment theory. But I'm just, I always take it to that extra step because it's true because you see the same sort of patterns in people that you do in people that are, um, let's say, insecurely attached because of their childhood and the way that they have relationships, you know, their personal relationships. But I've worked with people for so long, professionally and personally, it just, it crosses borders all the time. So the other thing is, um, so as of today, uh, my agent who's had my uh, proposal for my second book for a month, I think two months at this point, uh, she finally said, okay, I'm sending it out today. <laughs> I'm like, well, I thought you were sending it out a week ago, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm like Surprise. send the damn thing out. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, it is called the working title. Of course, when a publisher decides that they want it, they may change the title, but the title right now is the secure female leader creating unlimited success. And that's where the unlimited came in, but couldn't find another word that really fit what the opposite of limitation is. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like it. I think it works. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Well, you'll let me know when it, when it's published so that I can help promote it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for that. Absolutely. I would love to. So, well, thank you so much for being here. I, I appreciate it. Tell the listeners how they can find you. Uh, anything you have going on other than the new book that will be coming out, please. Absolutely. So you can find me at tracycrossley.com. And I have two sides to the website. One's for business, one's for personal. And the other thing I have on the business side is a free download and it's called Stopping Your Inner Dictator, which speaks to the inner critic that all of us have, you know, your ego that is telling you you're doing things wrong. Well, I have a free download that basically speaks to that and gives you hints on or actually tips on how to overcome it. And anything else I have going on, I have a webinar coming up on the 15th of March, but I don't know if this will be out by then. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry. It won't be. So, okay. Yeah. So forget that, but just look at my website. It always, it always has upcoming events and anything pertinent. We have our programs on there and we also do customized programs as well. That's so great. That's really great. I, I, I love the whole concept, the thought process behind it. It, it is really, really great stuff. So, and I'll make sure that um, the information about the download is in the show notes. Great. So everyone can get that. So once again, thank you so much, Tracy. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon, 
or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analysts at Lachifre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics and hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts.